Hello, hello. I'm your host, Billy Moore, and you're listening to Bricks and Banter, the show with real talk from the custom Lego community. This being the first episode, I just want to give a big thanks to anyone who would actually, like, waste their time listening all the way through to this. Um, that absolutely blows me away, but I hope it's content that you will enjoy and keep coming back for more, hopefully. Um, today's guest really doesn't need any introduction. The goat of the community, regarded by many, Detroitica, a.k.a. Tanner. Howdy. How you doing? Uh, good. I'm doing well tonight. How about yourself? I am I'm alive. So <laughs> doing well. I'm excited for Not this. all of us can say that. Hey, that's true. Any day you wake up above above ground, it's a good day. So <laughs> it's an honor to be here, Billy. <laughs> Billy Goat, as he is known. <laughs> Two goats. All right. Um yeah, I don't know where to start. I mean, this is really just gonna be a good old conversation. I kinda wanted to just I've even for personal, like, I don't want to make this an interview, but I've just personally wanted to ask you, like, how you got started in the community. So. All right. Um, well, uh, for me, um, my start was nowhere near uh, modding or anything. Um, I had been uh, lurking on the Brothers Brick uh, starting in about 2008. And they um, had some really fun stuff. And by maybe 2009, 2010, their uh, quality was increasing noticeably. Um, and I was just still lurking until uh, a pirate-themed building contest um, oh hosted through uh, um, Pirate's Cove, I think the website was called. It was an old forum. Um, but uh, I said, yep, this is it. I want to join for this. And... Uh, I made this whole big build and took pictures with a bad point-and-shoot camera and oh, made a Flickr cool. account. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> wow. And then, so, once you were on Flickr, once you made that account, did that start you uh, using Flickr more and posting content? or? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I started posting things that um, little 13-year-old me had made. And, of course. Uh, Sharpie mods? see other things. <laughs> no, actually, no. Um uh, no mods for quite a while. Um, it was uh, like a whole spring and summer cycle before I finally bought some brick arms, which was the start of things. Interesting. Do you remember the first time that you saw brick arms? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was... <laughs> so I went to my first uh, convention. It was Brick Fair Virginia. I believe mm -hmm. it, was, it was 2009 or 2010, but I wasn't really... I would definitely wasn't in the Flickr world at all. That took like a couple more years before I even joined Flickr. But um, I went there and had no knowledge of the custom community at all. And uh, actually, I had known my exposure to the custom community was initially meeting Victor. But just because what? he was in our local area, he was a part of the New York lug, which is where I was. So I met Victor as him just being an AFOL and he like had the business on the side no way and i just had no idea who he was basically <laughs> <laughs> so i just yeah i got to know him but it was just like when i went there it was like oh you have like this whole booth and whatnot that's that's wild okay <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness but, well this explains that whole connection between him and you and your yeah, mom. yeah 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 and like my dad and him really kicked it off so they they were good friends but um i remember going around and what was big for me was Brickforge because it was kind of like general stuff and like fantasy and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I, I probably spent like a I blew my whole budget on just Brickforge parts. <laughs> and my parents were walking out of there like, "How the hell is this tiny bag a hundred dollars worth of stuff?" <laughs> like, <laughs> they were mind blown. And like for years, they kept mentioning that too, like just how crazy it was. Um, <laughs> but what I remember of Brick Arms though was at the time I I never played like Call of Duties and stuff growing up so I had no really interest in that which is a total 180 from how I am now but same here actually yeah interesting um were you just sheltered and not allowed to play or just no interest um mostly not allowed to play yeah yeah I'm with you there but hey um so yeah I remember there was this big booth in the center with this huge line like literally it was stacked two people deep all around this square it was like it was a huge table set up too it wasn't just a couple tables like they had this whole section dedicated just to the brick arms booth 
And I snuck in between a couple people in the line just to look at the Stanley cases. And I was just like, oh, this is just guns. Okay. And I left. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I couldn't believe that there was so much hype for that. And dude, (laughs) the things that I could have had that I now had to search for, like, years and way more money from the time I'd been in this community is unreal. Just... So much, it. so much trauma and pain when I think about it. But, but yeah, I guess that just going to a physical event was what exposed me to it. And then, go I, after that, I displayed because I was into mock building at the time. Um, I wasn't. I enjoyed minifigures, and after especially going there and getting all those brick forge parts, I messed around making all different combo figures and whatnot. Um, but it just. I just kind of stayed in making mocks and doing that for a couple more years. And then as I got more into minifigures, it was like, all right. Like, I started stalking people on Flickr. Like, I didn't have an account for maybe, like, two years after I started, like, seeing people on Flickr. Like, I had I had a bow brick, like, bookmarked. And <laughs> just so I could always check his page and see if he posted something new. So um, good. Him and Hammerstein. The, him... Yeah, Jesse and Vinny, those are my OG just inspiration seeing them. And I had them both bookmarked so I can just check in because I didn't have an account. <laughs> but then, yeah, eventually, uh, I guess it was 2014, I made an account. I actually, um, I have your account up right here. Oh, and, my. Uh, you you going to uh, dish out some dirt here? Your your pants are on fire because uh, this photo, the first photo, it says here was taken on December 22nd. 2013. <gasps> yeah, but it's in December. It's in December. Oh. So okay. I want to call me there. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> the court oh. rules that uh, it was six years ago. Boom. Got him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at the bio. It says um, December 2013. Holy <laughs> crap. I'm 14K. No, uh, 1,400 views away from a million, I guess. Wow. That's wow. Oh, very cool. Huh. I didn't know that was a statistic. I didn't know there were so many statistics on the Flickr page. Hmm. Anywho. Well, I'm right. seeing some of that uh, Brickforge stuff in these uh, early pictures. I, I think... Uh, I think you know, I privated you're... a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. That Maybe that $100 was, you know, a surprise to your parents, but the, spent the right way because it put you on a track. Oh, for sure. And now I'd like want to blow out getting rid of all my oh no there's quite a few of my original posts up here or no maybe that's just because uh, it's my account i can see them <laughs> uh, Oops. yeah that, that must be that, it. this makes more sense yeah anyways wow what was the uh first con you went to oh i uh i didn't make it to a uh con for many years actually um well, was it? Many is many many is an exaggeration. Actually, the more I'm thinking about this, um, I think my first ever was uh, would have been Brickworld 2012, hmm. but I was only there for one day. Um, oh, just as a visitor? Yeah, yeah, just as a visitor, um, and it, it was it was a pretty exciting day, um, and that was back when uh, first of all, all World War Brick existed. Um, oh man! And second of all, it was a separate event. It was like, like hosted in parallel to Brickworld, and my mom and I had to like find this kind of random address and uh, get there. Um, and Will's there, and uh, very few other people are there. And uh, importantly, Agent Apple Blanket is there. Wow. One of the very original uh, modders. Um, and a big inspiration for me at the I time. I think that's only somebody I became aware of after you like recommended a, like a post from them or something that you had shared mm. with me. That was somebody I totally didn't like grow up with. I guess you could say. Understandable. Yeah, there there are some folks like him who were just uh, who who were just cutting up things and gluing them long before anyone else. And uh, somewhere in my mind, they're still like you know, high standards that maybe one day I could be as good as that. <laughs> that's, that's how I started feeling about all this. Right. You know? I still feel that way. 
yeah, I mean, I do too. I look at some of these things. Wow, it's brilliant. Yeah, there's that's still like amazing thing about the community is just how it kind of everyone feeds into each other, like the creativity. It's it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I I agree very much. Um, I say that as I as a I have a couple mods from you in front of me right oh, now. Oh boy. Um, and uh, this one piece um is is really interesting to me because uh you've done an inlay thing that I haven't seen anyone else do. So is this on the AK? Uh, no, no. The AK is a glorious piece, first of all. Um, but this is on a, uh, what is this? This is a old Brick Arms G36 cut down and with some uh, tape wrap stuff. Um, it's got a minifig hand like bar me. as a foregrip. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to picture this gun like that I made, but keep going. This is kind of fun. It's like a right. mind game. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a, a ModCom compatible um, uh, hole for, for a scope. Um, and uh, the, the real feature that stands out to me here is um, it's got a silencer, by the way. Um, but what stands out to me are three holes drilled in the oh. uh, four. In the front. I know. Right, right, right. I know yes. what you're talking about. Yeah. And there is metal rod stuck into them, attached in, and then like cut and perhaps filed yeah. to the shape of yeah. the outside. It's it's unbelievable, really. I can't believe that. First of all, this was done, and second of all, it was done with metal. <laughs> How did this happen? I made that. It was um. I don't remember what year, but it was at Virginia during the modding table that uh, Redacted oh. would always host. Uh-huh. And I had literally no inspiration for anything that year. And it was just like, all right, well, let's just do let's just do whatever. And I just kept drilling holes. <laughs> and initially they were poking out and kind of like um, almost like a rib cage because it's like three by three, right? On each side. I um, mean, not three by three, but it's a, th- a row of uh, three on each side. Yes, like, that, that's correct right like initially they were all poking out and almost they curved up like a rib cage not curved oh. but they were like more pointed and i was like nah that's not it <laughs> so i just clipped them all and then try to file it down to my best of my ability and it must be really rough too because i don't think i had good sandpapers then either mm-hmm. i don't I don't know what i made it did it with but wow yeah i never yeah, liked that mod cool. i'm glad you appreciate it because I always disliked it. I would, I would try to give it away. That's probably why you have it because I gave it away. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, we've all got parts like that, don't we? For sure. Everyone listening to this is like, oh yeah. No. Even if it's a mock, there's, you know, <laughs> things they were never so sure about. Yep. That's the issue with being, I feel like just being in this hobby in general, everyone has kind of that, um, that art, artist mentality of nothing that you make is ever right or good mm-hmm. like no matter who you are and just like the more i talk to people in the community it's always i always find it that way nobody's content which is great because i mean it pushes you to make better and better stuff but it's a struggle i'm trying to get past that a bit and just be happy with what i make and not have to worry about um the imperfections but um it's a balance yeah yeah, I, I think that, that those are some really good sentiments. Sorry, I just took a sip of tea. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Beef um, juice, stealing your line from earlier. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, yeah, I'm more of a leaf juice person instead of a bean juice. Do you oh, prefer... same. Yeah, see, what do you know? A man of culture, finally. <laughs> but um, going back to the World War Brick thing, though, I am... I wish I had gone so badly to that. There was one year I was really going to go is to um, the one in Hartford. But because it was so close to Brick Fair, Virginia, it was like, no, like, I can't go to both. I'm just going to go to Virginia. Hmm. And then after that, it was canceled. And I could never oh. go again. I was like, this is... Oh, <laughs> oh what a year. Oh, um, man. But that seemed like such an awesome event. I mean, it kind of makes sense that they kind of died down just because of how niche it was. Mm-hmm. But that was just so cool for it to be strictly a modding convention in a way. That's awesome. Yeah, it was it was very cool. There might have been a Brickmania build or two there. Maybe. Hmm. Not sure. Big boat. 
<laughs> yeah. All right. I'm trying to. There was something that popped up on the recording. Oh. Okay. Oh, it's saying to save. Cool. All right. Um. Anywho, I have a question from a fan for you. All right. Um, and you tell me the name of this fan after I ask you the question. Um, when are you making beach camo? <laughs> the name of this fan <laughs> is at fallout underscore bricks. <laughs> and he managed to find a way to sneak in here. Oh, that little rascal. Oh. <laughs> well, um, that's a great question. It, it really is. Um, so for those of you listening who don't know what this is, which is most of us. <laughs> Everybody. <assume>. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, this fellow came to me before I was familiar with him um, with an idea for something for me to make. And I'm always open to uh, fresh ideas even from strangers. And uh, uh, he had made this really, this really cool. Um, uh, he had taken a tan, kind of larger brick arms body and painted uh some beach details on it, like waves and a palm tree, um, and uh, wanted me to try it out too. And uh, uh, I've always got 10 billion things going at once and a million other unfinished things and ideas. Um, and so I tell me, you know, I'm a busy man. Uh, I, I can't guarantee this. And he has just been hounding me ever since. Um <laughs> I, I think he wanted me to do it on uh, Tan M21, which is a classic mm. Rick Arms mold. And I believe um, uh, this, I, I, never, I never saw it myself, but there's a rumor that it's in the Lego Indiana Jones video game because someone at Lego loved that model so much. Really? They, yeah, they put it in the game, not as something you could use or that's something, you know, an enemy was carrying, but just like somewhere in a background somewhere. That is no there. Way. I've I've never seen it. Um, I'd love someone to confirm or you know. I've never heard that. That's so awesome. Yeah, I, I hope it's true. <laughs> so we're just I starting up like to... um, oh, what's it called? Like the online horror stories. I can't. Why can't a creepy pasta? We're starting <laughs> our own brick arms creepy pasta right now. <laughs> the Indiana Jones gun. <laughs> You know, there's some really notable um, individual Brick Arms parts that have popped up over the community over the over the years. You know, things people have, like, fought over and stuff. It, it would be fun to kind of track some of those someday. That would be, yeah. Uh, um, anyway, I think he wants me to do it on one of those. I don't have one of those. I do have a tan uh, HCSR, another classic, the Barrett 50 Cal. Right. Molded. Uh, I think I have yeah. one of those in tan, too, actually. Well, uh, are we both making a beach camo? <laughs> beach camo off. <laughs> that would be his dream. Now that we put it out there, though, we can't. We can't not do that because he's just right. gonna hound us about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, had, I had one idea uh, uh, that uh, the magazine could be made removable. Yeah, um, and uh, there could be two different ones that would fit in, and uh, they'd have different water levels painted on them, so you Ooh. could have. Both low tide and high tide. That's sweet. I think you should make one of the magazines just like a nine millimeter converted magazine on the Barrett fifty cap. <laughs> <laughs> Cursed mods. Oh boy. Uh, speaking of cursed mods, there's there's a particular cursed one that Can I... I think a lot of people. I I was gonna. This is the following question. Let me let me see if I'm if I got the right idea. Yeah, he Glock. You you got the right idea. Um, so uh, this is this is another thing that I've refused to do. This is uh, the most pressing issue. This is actually it, the only it, reason you're on the podcast right now. <laughs> this whole thing was a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. Um, well, a few fellows wanted me to uh, uh, take some gun that resembled a Glock, uh, Glock 45, right? Um, yeah, just a Glock, Glock, whatever. All right. And, a blo- um, blocky gun, big rectangle <laughs> pistol. Yes. Big block and paint, uh, very small, um, black and white, um, uh, I- Im- images of a, a he girls. And I refused 
right from the get-go, and I'm still refusing to this day. I have my integrity. You gotta give the community what they want. <laughs> Do I? We do I, just, Billy? At this point, I'm realizing we should just ask uh, Tom Beck to do it. I think that's right <laughs> up his alley. <laughs> I think so, too. Anywho. Uh... <laughs> so, I found this out just getting to know you a bit, and I had no, like, knowledge of it prior, but you make your own camos, and that's, like, a, another hobby of yours. How did you get into that? It is. It is. Because so, it's been um... so fascinating, like, to hear you talk about it. Like, I didn't know this was, like, a whole world but it is. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, it's, it's a whole world. I'm not, I'm not really on the scene. There are a few um, uh, really talented individual camouflage artists and uh, uh, computer generator people out there, and um, I'm afraid to interact with any of them because they're very good. But basically, um, what I do is I wrote programs that will make a certain set of uh, randomized geometries that... Uh, look like camouflage um, and it'll generate different things every time um, so uh, for an example I've got a program that will make uh, a type of Russian digital camo and every time I run it it'll still make that Russian digital camo but it'll be a different you know uh, section of random pattern every time hmm. um, and, it's and more... I've got sorry oh no that's fine you know various programs for woodland and hexagons and all sorts of fun things what I found so interesting about it is that it's more of a program kind of thing than a visual sort of process. And I found that like, am I right in that? Or... Oh yeah. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. So this came from, um, first of all, an interest in camouflage and, uh, second of all, um, my computer science, uh, education mm -hmm. at, uh, Rochester Institute of technology. Um, and thankfully I had the freedom to kind of, uh, bend, two or three, I think three school projects over, over my years there um, to kind of take <laughs> uh, this, this coding I was doing on the side. And just turn it into camo. Uh, yeah. Turn, well, turn my camo into a, into an A. Awesome. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I got, I got started into camouflage um, looking at uh, brick arms photo stream a very long time ago. He had, um, like an inkjet spray printer. Yeah. Oh, it was classic. Awesome. Yep. He would use it to spray uh, ink patterns onto uh, onto his weapons, um, and he would give those away as freebies. Everyone thought it was very cool. Um, and one time he did it 360 on some uh, Lego bodies, hmm. and I thought oh, that was right. just the coolest yes. thing. Yep. After that, I started trying to paint my own camouflage after looking at those posts specifically. Um, and uh, I started researching them more in depth to uh, paint them better um, during high school. And in college, I found out that I, you know, I had the ability at my fingertips to, uh, uh, to make some computer-generated camouflage uh, myself and have been doing so ever since. That's amazing. That's, yeah. that's really sweet how... Like your different uh, interests kind of just combine there. I agree. Wow. Yeah, Brick Arms is the is the uh, driving cause. It was that one post that was the catalyst. Yeah. So, on your stream, a common theme is that you'll take um, instead of using like actual Brick Arms parts, be like a normal folk, <laughs> you'll just use the excess plastic provided to you from said Brick Arms guns. Um. <laughs> aka the sprues why what <laughs> how did you possibly start using sprues <laughs> well that's a, that's a great question um so uh for the, most of you probably know this but um uh when you run plastic through a mold um you've got this hot molten plastic and you can't put it directly into the part you want to mold which in our case is tiny little weapons for lego um, you've got to have some like channels uh, to shoot this plastic through to get into the area of the mold that is your desired part. Um, and those channels harden and dry into uh, cylinders usually called, called the sprue. Um, and uh, so there are these big blocks of plastic um, in high quality. And uh, uh, my father was a woodworker. 
and uh, showed me how to use a lot of files and uh, saws early on when I was interested in uh, modding. Hmm. Um, and so my background came not from, you know, exacto blades, but from files, really. Um, and I just saw this, uh, the, these sprues as a resource for any shape I wanted. If I could carve it out of that solid plastic, I could have it right then and there. Um, and that's, that's really that's, what it is. That's really interesting that you just had a totally different mindset coming into things. Yeah, I would have never guessed. Thanks. And hey, I mean, totally worked to your benefit. Uh, thank you. You use a lot of creative things. I've seen a lot of your mods over the years. That uh, mods highlight section on your Instagram profile. Oh my ancient, goodness. Ancient history. <laughs> well, um, uh, one of the terms in uh, the kind of mock world of Lego is NPU for nice part usage. Mm. There are so many nice like component usages that you do. Things I never would have thought of. Thank you. I could say the same for you. I was looking through your uh, stream today, and there was just so many hidden details like that I completely missed on the first go around, just hmm. like in how you created something. It was I got next time I need more inspiration. I'm just gonna copy everything you've done. <laughs> um, well, thank you. What do you think I do? <laughs> <laughs> and now we tie back into how the community just inspires itself. Yeah. Oh, and that's perfect because I had. A question in my mind and then i totally lost it and now i remembered it again where do you usually get your inspiration from because in lately like i've been trying to be more intentional in how i find my inspiration like starting like a pinterest board and stuff like that but uh yeah i'm curious to hear from you if it just comes naturally or do you actively gather material to you know draw inspiration from um you know both it, it's a mixture of things um i think uh most of it comes from basically a backlog over the past 10 years or so uh, when I started being allowed to be into more uh, military things that I wasn't really allowed to, <laughs> you know, be in into as a kid. Um, right. uh, I totally hear you. <laughs> <laughs> there's just a million cool um, uh, types of gear and camouflage and weapons and helmets and, uh, and you know, vest loadouts and soldiers from different nations that... I just think looks so cool that I'd love to have in brick form someday. Um, and uh, that's where a lot of it comes from. Um, uh, playing video games in more recent years has driven a lot of, a lot of things. Um, but yeah, I also have Pinterest. Sometimes I will just look at a part and go, Oh my God, I can do this with it. Um, right. And that's where new releases really hurt me sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Wow. Look at this. I think you know? for the longest time, like getting into the community, that's all I relied on was just having cool pieces around. And it was just like, oh, well, this part could be used to this. And it's why I have like 100 production brick arms that I've yet to mod. <laughs> <laughs> but eventually, eventually we'll get around to it. Probably same, not. Same but here. Yeah, probably not. But yeah, that's it gets stale once it's you're using it, pulling from the same pool of parts or rehashing ideas, you know. Yes, understandable. Um, <laughs> worth mentioning with with that sentence is the uh, gilded M twenty seven, just an absolute oh, peak of design. I, it's so good, but so overused now because it was so good. Shh! Don't tell me that. <laughs> I I have ordered with this also because of commissions and stuff. I've single-handedly purchased 50 m27s and it's not an exaggeration no. and i honestly i don't have a regret at all i only have about like four on me right now i only have like four blank m27s and I've my ordered, eyebrows just raised i've ordered 50 because i know I, I when they first released i ordered actually i didn't order them when they first released when they were right on uh, Brickmania because i just never ordered from Brickmania, and they were three dollars for that oh, and the right. famos it mm -hmm. took me forever to make an order like i always waited a solid couple months and then i finally broke down and ordered them from there but i only got a few and then once they became a dollar production item with the foregrip that was it <laughs> I, I bought like 15 the first drop when i first got them off uh, eclipse graphics i had solid 15 and then I had started modding them, and then there was like some sort of Citizen Brick release, and he had them too, so I ordered like 10. And then maybe a couple months back, I had to order another like 
10 or so and also oh. like some in-between orders here and there of just oh i'm buying xyz oh yeah i might as well pick up a couple m27s why not <laughs> <laughs> you're insatiable wow dude and they're all gone that's the craziest bit about it it's just they're all, they're missing now <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's your case in point i guess proof that they were the absolutely right the best gun hands down <laughs> yeah i <laughs> I could keep going about M27. <laughs> <laughs> Billy talks about M27. the show. M27 ASMR. <laughs> oh, man. So, what lately has you um, excited in the community that you see happening? Like, trends-wise, since you were talking about the M27 being overused now, which I highly, highly disagree with. <laughs> Even though it's a completely factual statement, but um, is there anything else in a similar vein that you uh, that at least has you excited and it's not too overused yet? Like the um, what is it the the British vest that gets used as the triple AK? Oh right! I absolutely refuse to use it. I will not. It's way too used. <laughs> it's a great it's a great design for a modification. It really is. I agree. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's like a perfect uh, beginner mod. It's everything, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's everything. I don't. I'd, I've never made one either. Um, oh well, I have made them. Sadly, I just have never. <laughs> actually, I can't say I've never. I'll never post them because I think there is one post if I haven't privated it yet. But that's a cursed figure anyway. It has plate feet. <laughs> we don't need to talk about that one. Oh, plate feet. Oh, that's 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 a trend. Uh, I've never been a part of, but um, do, you know, does plate feet? Do they have you excited right now? <laughs> <laughs> I think plate feet had their like high point in maybe 2016 with Battlefield One. Oh you know, right, it was yeah, just for sure. Yeah, yeah. mock um, builders everywhere. <laughs> current trends. Um, uh, to be honest, I'm really pleased with the amount <clears> of. Um, uh, new and very talented uh, modders that have entered the community within the past two years, um, yeah. and it's it's kind of coupled with uh, with um, some designs from third party companies having gone the way I liked. Um, I think they're they're really producing a lot of detail um, that they ne- weren't necessarily doing so, you know, eight eight nine years ago, um, hmm. and I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah, there has um, there's been great a, parts that people are using in creative ways. Yeah, there's been a big influx lately. I feel like you say two years, and there definitely has yeah. been over that time. But I feel like even in the last like six months or so, there's been people who've just popped into the scene out of nowhere, and it's like, okay, where did you come from? Because you're already making like fire stuff. Like it's right. crazy. Right. Like um, Nax Customs, his stuff's mm-hmm. insane, and it has like such a unique style out the gate. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Saturn yeah, Arms comes to mind. And he only just started modding, but, like, his whole series of the modern mixed with sci-fi stuff is crazy. Yeah. Again, just yeah. unique styles out the gates. It's amazing. <laughs> I agree. Um, there's some really talented people that are active right now. Would you say, comparatively, since you've been in it for a while, when was the heyday of the mod- modding? Back then or now? Oh, Wow. That, that is a fantastic question. Way to put me on the on the spot. I don't, I don't have an answer either because I came in the tail end of like big modern craze. I mean, like I was there to watch it, mm-hmm. but not being being more of a passive member to it all and just literally watching it happen. Like I, I really don't have a good gauge on how it goes, you know. Yeah, that, that's fair. I mean, for a lot of that, I was watching it too because I was not um, that good for <laughs> for quite some time. Um, the, the thing I can definitely say is there's kind of two um, peaks. I think there was there was kind of a peak in maybe uh, 2012 through 14, I'll say, and yeah. it fell down. It fell down a bit in um, maybe 15, 16, maybe a bit of 17. But last two years have been really big, um, and. I'm pretty happy with the community is overall. Um, some of the things that were made, you know, early 2009, 2010, you get Chef, you get Kalskarada, um, 
and of course Kalon. Uh, oh yeah, some really incredible work. Um, you know, some of that is just unbeatable, right? But I think overall, they've, um, they've secured their status for sure. Yes, just I'm going to tentatively say that uh, the community is in a better place now than it was then. You've just got Whoa. more people active. Yeah. Um, I, I'm really happy with, with the creativity I'm seeing from quite a few different people. I mean, it's to a point where I, I see a new thing on Instagram and I love it. And I, 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 I see so many things like that on a daily basis that I don't even necessarily comment on all of them. Um, right. You know? I totally agree. Totally I mean, floored. It's definitely hard to say having been more of a passive member then, but I feel like once I switched over to Instagram, I guess it's probably close to three years now that just having those easy to access DMS and everything just changed, changed it all and made it more, more exciting to be involved with people. But especially just last couple of years, there's been mods. What I, what comes to mind is either stuff that Neo or uh, Brian has made. Oh, that just so good. straight up blows my mind and like i can't i can't stop smiling after seeing it like <laughs> ah like i wish i came up with that like it's so <laughs> good like, <laughs> oh i get that feeling too yeah but you can't be anything more than like happy that it exists now it's 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 amazing yeah yeah you gotta be happy that these yeah that that, that, that they happen there was some other rant i wanted to go on there but man <laughs> A lot of good topics. Speaking of, um, you know, new kind of up and coming people, um, h- how new is Fisk Bricks? I only became aware of Fisk. him within the past, oh, right, you know, Sam. year or so, but I'm not sure when uh, when he actually started. I don't know. Because um, I love what he's been doing. Yeah, oh. I know. I'm sure I got have to. I have to look at him. There was one of his recent figures. Um, I I became aware of him around the same time you did. Okay. Um. I'm looking through the one with the medic pouch on the arm was crazy. Oh yeah, I guess these are Rainbow Six characters, right? Mm. Ugh, the E tape work. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> I guess there's there's something to answer your earlier question about uh, trends. Um, I think a lot of people aren't gonna like this, but uh, I've never been a fan of E tape. Listen, um, <laughs> listen. <laughs> listen. <laughs> That's the most unwoke thing you've ever said. <laughs> I can't believe this. I, I'm aware. I'm going to go broke. Um, what about uh, it? Yeah. I mean, that's a fair opinion. It, it could be quite messy sometimes and just doesn't uh, fit to the aesthetic. I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the thing about it for me is uh, uh, it's destructibility. Um, it, it's, it almost hurts as much. Not not as much, but, you know, it, it's like if you saw someone using... Um, uh, like a really long time ago, they had printed a decal in quotation marks out on white printer paper and then cut it out. And uh, Stop coming for me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I used to, you know, decoupage like the. Oh. Uh, oh. I used I would. Uh, I would find like decal looking things online uh, like sheets but then not use the actual paper to print them on and i would just put it on white printer paper cut them out and then decoupage it onto torsos (laughs) i mean it was better than the sharpie mods it was the next step it was the next evolution Mm -hmm. um but oh boy i'm so thankful that all of those were (laughs) pre-flicker oh yeah, you know, they hurt a little. But to be honest, I have to say, um, you know, it's good that you did those things at all. Um, For sure. You know, they're, they're, they're building blocks. And I think that's where I made my piece um, in the last few years with E-Tape is that um, uh, it can look really great. I've seen some things that just look great with it. Um, but what, what really makes me accept it is that uh, it's a way to get fast results. Um, that are really effective. I mean, suddenly you have, you know, an armband or a harness or a strap or whatever, right. whatever it is. And I, I appreciate that about, it, that about it. it. It makes some cool things happen that wouldn't have happened otherwise. Yeah, I mean, compared to the tape for like an armband or something, at least besides the ease of it all, it gives like a bit of more depth, you know, instead of it just being painted. But You said ease, and I thought you meant like E from E tape instead of E-A-S-E. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man i'll push people to paint um you know as much as i can but i understand it's a vi- it's not an easy thing to get into. you you and sean are just pushing people to every day i just see um sean reprimanding colin for not <laughs> painting <laughs> if i open instagram it's a 50 50 chance that that's what i'll see oh too funny you're lazy paint <laughs> we're all lazy oh yeah totally agree that's why I, I mean what do you okay i use a lot of um spray paints to just get base put base coats and mm-hmm. it's just like way easier and it looks way cleaner do you uh often do that if you have like a big surface area that needs to be painted or you just do it with a brush no i uh i do it with a brush i've um i, I bought one can of spray paint uh very early on and used it uh, once and have one mod with it. <laughs> How about uh like clear coats? Do you clear coat any of your mods or well I know Great. with the um the model masters that's quite sturdy, so I guess you don't, but for the audience listening, now you can explain what I just explained for you. <laughs> <laughs> for sure for sure. Um so clear coats are a way to protect your paint. Um it can be really important. Um I've tried like two or three over the years. Um, and none of them have done as well as advertised, unfortunately. They've all chipped off to some degree. Um, I've uh, The best experience I had, if you're okay with something being super shiny, I mean mirror levels of shiny, is using um, like fine, uh, I think it's woodworking, um, some sort of clear coat. Um, like a varnish? Hard. Yeah, yeah mm. like a varnish. I used that to protect some decals once. And it's incredibly shiny and looks stupid, but it's sturdy at least. Um, I've actually used that before specifically because it was shiny, not necessarily to protect it, but like mm-hmm. on the um, the first CSGO knife I had made. And I think oh. I actually did it on one of the more recent ones. I put it on there just um, to make it shiny and like oh, really? gave it more of a pop. And yeah, it kind of made it a bit more saturated in color. Like mm-hmm. it was kind of deeper and it, kind of made it shiny so i have a bottle of that and it every time i open it it's just an atrocious chemical smell <laughs> but i'm sure if you uh whiff that a couple times you're gonna have a good time so i don't encourage that personally yeah <laughs> um on the record. yeah I, I use model master paint which uh you know if, if you do it right um can be very durable you know it can be gripped for example or you can rotate legs and arms without scratching it off um uh, if you're using things like citadel you definitely need to (laughs) need to use a clear coat to to protect it because otherwise all your work's just going to get destroyed why do you just keep attacking me Yeah, uh, I definitely can't um, use anything <laughs> on. I can't paint anything onto a part that needs to be gripped. It just always scratches off. But, <laughs> but I also, it's either I can actually paint my gun, or I could open the jar, and I pick to be able to open <laughs> my jars of paint <laughs> instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't blame you there. Um, uh, Model Master paint made by the Testers Company has terrible. Uh, jars that are very difficult to open prohibitively difficult to open um one time i was at a convention and um uh, hanging out with james and some some buddies uh in 2017 i think um brick Brick chicago yes a whole bunch of people like four or five people tried to open this jar of paint but they couldn't get it um and uh why i'm telling this story is because this amazing serendipity happened um we were clearly struggling with something and it was a public day. So all these public members were shuffling by and looking at builds and looking at the table. And one of these public members came by and was a bodybuilder. No, no joke. Way. It was some, no yeah. Way. He, I think, I think he was in his forties or something. Um, and it was this bodybuilder with this painted on shirt. Um, Wait, what? yeah, just the most random thing. And he's like, could I try? <laughs> And he and he could not get it. It it was not a matter of grip strength. He could not get it. Yeah, I don't. I believe it. 
<laughs> I, I was expecting the store to end that like he actually got it and i'm like wow that's what it takes to be able to open a jar of monomices but no it's just it's impenetrable uh, my jar of is still it still just has a drill through the top and i have to tap it every time i need just a, a glimpse just a little a dabble of that black paint but, but it's like the perfect paint with being like a semi-gloss to it it's one of the best recommendations you've ever given me just that paint i'm glad you tried it yeah and i will continue to tap it until i can't tap it no more <laughs> but yeah all right well i think um we could start wrapping it up here i think i think so it was a lovely conversation but it's not over tanner oh this is the only programmed segment of the podcast so far um cop or drop all right <laughs> i'm gonna go through some recently released or to be released items from major uh third-party companies and you tell me if uh, you want to cop it or you want to drop it oh this is an exciting segment all right i'm ready <laughs> first up eg eclipse graphics is gorka oh cop cop for I sure i have two in my cart as we speak hell yeah dude i'm just waiting for mine to come in i'm so excited Oh, yeah. I, th I think it's beautiful. Well needed. Mm -hmm. um, needed for a long time. Underhyped recently, honestly. For, I believe, yeah, I agree. Once uh, once people get them in hand, though, start posting it, it's going to be a craze. Bing I so. Big back the Russians. Big, <laughs> big back. Bring back. Wow. Okay. I'll keep Biggie going. Billy. <laughs> the uh, Citizen Brick big molded heads, the ones that are like three times the size of a standard like <laughs> drop for me personally I'm, I'm not into those silly things i will say though um the first time i saw one is is that a is that a propane tank <laughs> you know maybe they've got potential as a propane tank now that you say this i actually have in white which would work perfectly for it I have a white one that I was trying to mod with something and kind of messed up. So I will turn that into a propane tank and we'll see how that goes. Anyway, hey. I'll keep you updated. Thank you. Because I, I literally, I, I messed up the modification on it and it's like, well, there goes $5. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Alrighty. Next up, we got some brick arms items. Uh, the PKM. Oh, the PKM. Um, well, are we talking... Uh... Uh, the the eighteen dollar overmold, or hopefully the one to three dollar uh, reduction. I mean, I was thinking more in general, just about the uh, the shape and all. But mm -hmm. uh, let's start with the eighteen dollar because it's yet to be seen if it will be released production. I hope that if it does get released as a solid black piece, you don't have to buy some kind of kit for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, yeah, not a kit, a pack, or oof, a kit would be even worse. Um, yeah, I thought you were talking Brick Mania exclusively. Yeah, I, no, that would be, be that would be tragic. <laughs> it would be. Um, uh, so the the overmold, um, bit pricey for me because I can uh, uh, paint that, know, paint, paint things. <laughs> However, um, uh, it, it's a high price, but I think it will uh, show its worth over time. That thing will not break down. Um, they're quality products. I. Uh, if I didn't have the ability to, I probably would have bought one. And I'm not much of an old. I don't buy many overholds. For sure. It, yeah. It's it's so good. Oh, yeah. Detailing just looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And perfectly timed with the Gorka. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. I can't wait. Except I will be waiting a while because I want to wait for a black one to modify instead of uh, spending a bit for an overmolded one. As do I. Alrighty. The recent Marshall's rifle with that um, injected wrap. Ooh, um, that's that's a great question. I think um, I personally uh, will drop it, but um, unenthusiastically so. You know, maybe if it were a little less. But that wrap on the front is so unique. Um, I love it, and and the pistol design is great too. Um, I think I'll be waiting for it in production colors as well to uh, play around with. But if you're into Star Wars and are looking to recreate some scenes, I think it's a great, great product. Yeah, I agree. 
I'm excited to see people try and modify it into a PP Bison. <laughs> but um, otherwise, I've seen everyone hyping up the rap, and it looks cool, but it just it doesn't do it for me. <laughs> oh, really? It really doesn't. I'm just like, why would I do that when I could just rap it myself? <laughs> <laughs> True. We did talk about your rap that's right here in front of me earlier. <laughs> It sort of reminds me of like what um some like Brick Warrior stuff looks like if they made when they do like a sort of wrapped grip, mm-hmm. but um it has potential. Agreed. Alrighty. Great potential. I think this is probably the most exciting piece of the lot here. Mm-hmm. The TMC molded mittens. Oh, those are exciting. Um. <laughs> Uh, they, uh, they stick out, um, what I think would be an extra, maybe up to two, two and a half inches. If you scaled it up to a normal human body, like your hands, your wrists are just two to two and a half inches longer. Hold up your fingers right now, audience listeners. See how much longer that would be. Um, and, uh, I drop personally, I think making mittens was actually kind of a cool idea, but, uh, the execution falters for me a little bit. I'll go on the record and say it's probably the only original idea he's ever pr- created. Uh, oh, um, oh my. <laughs> so just for that fact, I kind of respect it. But um, yeah, he's got like three wrists. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, I saw it and it looked like a, I don't know, like a 1950s like boxing toy or something. <laughs> Rock'em Sock'em. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Ah, uh, and lastly, the Citizen Brick Rubber Chicken. Oh, oh! I think that is that's going to be a classic for many years in the future. I, I I'd consider copying that. Yeah. Hell yeah! <laughs> Got to turn it into a rifle somehow. I'll figure it out. Oh, okay. All right. I hear you. Hopefully, we'll see. If put I put a scope on it, if they're not going to be like chicken. fifty dollars on eBay in a bit. Then I will. Then I will modify it. (laughs) Anyway, this has been a pleasure, Tanner. I'm so glad that you came on for the first episode. It was a real way to kick it off. And um, hey, if nobody actually listens to the podcast, it was fun talking to you. So no matter what, we've won. Thank you very much. Big honor, Billy. I look forward to listening to future episodes. Hell yeah. All righty. I don't have anything to sign it off with, but um, if you enjoyed the episode, just let me know. Tell me how to improve it. Thank you, Tanner. See you around. Yeah. This has been Basements with Billy. Billy's Basements. Basements. (laughs) Old name. Old name. Cut it. Cut it. (laughs) This has been Bricks and Banter. (laughs) Same same brick time, same brick channel. (laughs) Don't touch that brick. This has been Bullying Billy. Adios. All right, see you later.